Hello and welcome to another, um, what is this, an episode of Killer Crime and Sister Time. Uh, I'm Sydney. I'm Liberty. She's in the kitchen. <laughs> One second. <laughs> it's unclear as to what she's doing. <laughs> Sorry, I have to, we're going to practice soon, so I gotta make some dinner too. So this is now a cooking show. Oh, I'm also making dinner. <laughs> oh my god, I'm making dinner. Because I just got back from the gym and I'm really hungry. Um, <laughs> my abs. Slash me. Oh, your abs. <laughs> Podcasters can't see the abs, but I can see the abs. But I can see the, I can see the abs. Thank you. I did legs today and I think my butt's gonna fall off. Fun fact. We have almost no bread left, too. This is a terrible household. That is horrible. What is I know. Oh, my God. I had someone hit me in the cadet parking lot today, so that was a good day to, way to start the day. Are you serious? Why do people keep hitting your car? I don't know, but it was an old man, too, so oh, that just made it an old white man. So. Oh, of course it was a white man. On National Women's Day, the audacity. Fucking <laughs> Okay, so, like... He had a big jacked up truck, and if for all these that don't know, I drive a small Honda Civic that's like all basically on the ground. And uh, at Cadets, we have to back into our parking spots because we avoid accidents this way. But he allegedly, was, yeah, he was picking up one of the cadets, and so he had pulled into a parking spot. Well, when I pulled out of my parking spot, he had not turned on his reverse lights yet. He was still in park, like no brake lights on, nothing. Like he was in park. Yeah, but. I had stopped right behind him. Okay, keep in mind. Yeah, so I had stopped right behind him. And because someone was pulling out in front of me, well, I'm in his blind spot and someone didn't look out the rearview mirror because I'm sitting behind him. And all of a sudden I look over and I'm like, he's going to fucking hit me. No. All of a sudden, boom. I was like, oh, you. (laughs) So. I start crying like instantly because I'm like, fuck, like, is this my fault? And then I'm like, no, it's not my fault. Like, I'm not. People need to look when they back up. And he was like, when I backed up, there was no one there. And I was like, sir, I was sitting behind you. Yeah. And then I like panicked and he was like, I've been in an accident before. And so I panicked and I was like, I couldn't talk and I was having a panic attack and I like didn't know what to do. And he was being like super condescending. So I'm sorry if you're the girl. Of course he was. And I'm like, I'm sorry if you're the girl in my cadet class listening to this. I mean, you're probably not, but still, like that man was a little condescending and he was sort of not nice to me because one of my guy friends walked up and was like, Hey, like I just watched that. Like, are you okay? Also, the fire station has cameras on it that they can see the fact that he backed the fuck up without looking and ran into you. And I'm sorry that he can't see me, but that's not my problem. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I have a short car. I understand. It was his hitch. And he didn't even dent the paint. Like, it was baby. So I don't even know if mom and dad are going to do anything about it. I told them that I was fine with buying the car like that. But Did still. give you his insurance information? Uh, no, but he gave me his phone number, his name, and I. he told me to take a picture of his license plate. He was very helpful, but he was, was a, a little condescending. And he was like, when I backed up, there was no one car. That's and I was like, true. I was there because when I pulled out, you're you were in park still because your brake lights weren't on, so you were parked. I would just like to say, even if, even if no one was there when he was backing up, he should still be scanning to see if anybody pulls up. Like it would yeah. still be his fault. I don't back. I don't. I look at my surroundings before I pull out because I've almost hit people in the cadet parking lot because we're all backed in. So yeah. we all 
hold on at the same time. And I've almost hit people. So I'm very careful. And no one was backing up and no one was pulling out when I pulled out. I had to stop. So I had someone pull out behind me. So I couldn't back up when I saw him and I couldn't push it forward because I was waiting for someone to pull out. Right. And so I was stuck. And I was was condescending because he knew he was wrong and just like, and and also mask that they just act like they're better than you. And also, like, might I add that when I, I was like, it's not going to be me calling you, like, it's going to be my parents. Right. And he was like, well, sometimes I just get a little surely if I don't know who's calling me. And I'm like, well, you should probably know who's calling you because you just hit my car. Right. Like, <laughs> like, here's the thing. Expect a stranger to call you because you ran into a stranger. I was like, it's either going to be Doug or April. I was like, someone's <laughs> going to call you. And if you give any fucking attitude, my parents are literally going to murder you first of all my mom doesn't like men and second of all my dad is aggressive so i don't like i would make sure you're not surely when you answer the phone because you don't know who's calling you when you hit somebody else the audacity honestly i was like audacity it was just really rude and then my guy friend that walked up he was like no you're good like we're good here and like sent him away and I was like bawling and I was like maybe I wanted him here like maybe I needed someone I was comfortable maybe with I wanted emotional support because you're a dickhead yeah and I was like fuck and I know he got in his car and was like oh my god right behind me and I was like no I you didn't have your brake lights on when I pulled out so that means you were That's still like, in the car. not an excuse just because they weren't there when you started backing up doesn't no. mean that they didn't drive up like that's not an excuse for you not paying attention I don't and I'm it's and I should have honked but I panicked and right. I apologize that I didn't honk but still so I didn't know what to do I like froze and I was like I can't punch it there's someone in front of me right but it's, there's like no damage at all. Like it's barely there. And then he was also like, I'm going to take a picture. So just in case you get hit later today, you don't get to blame it on me. Oh, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm not a shitty person and I would never do that to you. I understand I'm a teenage girl. Oh, I don't know anything because all I think about is pink and fucking dressing cute. <laughs> like what? I have brain cells. I have brain cells, sir. I'm literally, oh, oh. The audacity. I'm so sorry if anyone knows who I'm talking about, but I don't even care at this point. Like, <laughs> and in case anyone was curious, we don't like men. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. Yeah, I said that as a disclaimer in the beginning. I'm a man-hating person. I love my boyfriend and I love my dad. I love my husband and my dad. But- yeah, but god damn. <laughs> my husband is laughing right now. And then the kid who um, came up to me, texted me after and was like, that guy was an asshole. And I was like, yeah, I know. And I had three guys from my cadet class. It was actually really sweet. I had three guys text me and be like, hey, are you okay? Like I watched that happen. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. Also, I like how he tries to act like you're going to pull something over on him when his actions are literally recorded on. The reason why we're there in the first place. Reason why. Yeah, exactly. So that was not fun. So yeah, that's been my week and I'm just exhausted and I worked an eight hour shift a little, a little long over yesterday. So <laughs> a little. Oh goodness. I um, slept for like 400 years because um, it's drinking and golf cart season again. Um, oh God. And that's when that whole last go- summer. <laughs> that's when Will goes golfing, golfing and I sit in the golf cart and drink my body weight in uh, White Claw. White Claws, yep. Um, just kidding. Had- I only had like four, but other than that. Um. <laughs> I slept for like 12 years after that. Exactly. 
Um, you know how I like to do sort of famous people. So my person this oh, week. Is... By the way, guys, we're doing cannibals. Okay. Yeah, cannibals. Yeah. We forgot to say that in the beginning, so I was a little riled up about old white men. <laughs> um, and what you call it? I like to do famous people because I like to find weird out weird little things that, like you know, usually a lot of people don't know. And I decided to do Jeffrey Dahmer this week. Oh fuck yeah, love yeah. it. So very excited for that oh my god if i get one more one notification more. from canvas i'm going to cry oh, no. so yeah it's finals week and i had a final due last night and i just did it today oh she's a 24-hour grace period on assignments though so that's good and i also read the syllabus and nowhere in the syllabus does it say i don't get 24 hours on my final so <laughs> So I took 24 hours for my final. I'm going off of that. Um, yeah. It's been a very busy week. And I don't know if you guys know, I worked at Macy's for like a year and a half and they only let me work four hour shifts. Well, I get to Starbucks and I worked my first eight hour shift yesterday. And it was, let me tell you, it was ungodly. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so busy. People in the drive-thru were selling apples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, said, I, I said it was sent from Satan himself. Yeah, I was getting, like, a lot of night shift nurses on their way to work, and they were like, um, does this have, like, our extra shot? And I was like, yes, ma'am, I know how to make a drink. <laughs> order right here. It's right in front of my face. It says it on the sticker. If you see it on the sticker, it's in the drink. <laughs> <laughs> Do you read? Do you know how to read? You told me. I typed it into the computer. Actually, I didn't type it in. My partner typed it in. But if she piped it in the computer, then they made it out there. <laughs> If you said it, it's in there, okay? Okay, good talk. If you said it, it's in there. <laughs> okay. I do have to practice, so I'm going to start with my person. Is that okay? Yep, you go. Cool. So, Jeffrey Dahmer, this was pretty crazy. Um, he was born May 21st of 1960 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Pretty boring, so I understand a little. <laughs> I'm kidding. He did die in 1928 of 94 in a prison in Wisconsin. Um, he was murdered by his own cellmate. So, and actually in July of 94, he got, he attempted murder or someone attempted to murder him or he got like really badly beat up. I can't remember, but he survived that and then got murdered in November 28th of the same year. So yeah, Yeah. very crazy. And then He was arrested in 91 for his murders. And I have a pretty crazy story in all this too. So he was arrested in 91. Um, His first murder. So actually over all this time, he murdered 17 people and raped countless others. He was in the military for a little bit. And two people, only, only two people came forward while he was in the military that they raped, that he raped them. Right. Like two men. Um, first murder was in 1978 and his second was in 1987 so he took a big break but during wow. that break he was raping people raping mm-hmm. men the whole time right so what's shitty is like toxic masculinity men don't come forward about that shit because they think it like makes them less of a man which sucks it's sad yeah, yeah. exactly hey feminism helps men too it yeah. should at least right um, so I'm over the next five years, like overboiled my <laughs> So over the next five years, from like eighty-seven on, he murdered fifteen boys, um, boys and young men who were mostly poor people of color. So he picked up a lot of male prostitutes, um, 
a lot of people he met at bathhouses, gay bars, nightclubs, stuff like that. Right. He, um, a lot of his crimes involved necrophilia, and they say there was evidence of cannibalism, but I only, I read a lot about the necrophilia and not a lot about the cannibalism. Like I, they just said there was evidence of it. They didn't really go into detail, but he went into a lot of detail about the necrophilia. So um, yeah, he was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, schizopal personality, schizozal, I don't know. What? Schizo something. Schizophrenia? No, schizopal personality, something like that. I don't know what can assist you here. That means nothing to me. In psychotic disorder. It's okay. not schizophrenia. It's like starts with schizo and then it's like short. I don't know. I don't and know. but he was he tried insanity, but they did they denied it. And so he was legally sane at the time of his trial. Right. Well, because right. insanity, you can be in and out of insanity. So like you can be insane when you did the actions, but like exactly. Anyway. So a lot of what I read about his childhood is he didn't have a great one. His mom wasn't like, like teachers said at a young age that he was showing symptoms of abandonment, right? which also could mean like back in the seventies, I feel like that could also mean maybe like slight autism just because like, you know, not talking, not associating with people. Like maybe there was some of that as well. Right. Sorry. I kind of threw my phone. Um, (laughs) Or like um, Asperger's, you know, maybe not full-blown autism. But yes, he started killing and collecting animals at age four. And it just started off with like butterflies and mice. Um, But a family friend, I believe, helped him like, like he asked like how, what happens when you boil the bones of like animals and stuff. So a family friend like showed him how to boil the bones and then he started killing animals and doing that to them because he told a friend, he kept them all in a shed by his house. Yeah. And he told a friend he liked to see how things fit together and like take apart. Cool. So I yeah. He, the movie, like yeah. My Friend Dahmer. Yeah, with like Ross Lynch in it. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. It's supposed to be hella good. It is. Would recommend. Yeah. So he uh told people I mean like he told like you know people that questioned him and shit that he knew he was gay going through puberty he figured that out within himself um but in house he started drinking very early and was a raging alcoholic literally his whole life yeah he like started drinking around 13 14 and would bring beer and alcohol to school every single day and tell his friends it was his medicine yeah his first murder alcoholic at 13 yeah for real but his mom was like a hypochondriac she tried to kill herself i read and like they didn't have a great home life right um one moment i'm chewing you're good will wanted to mention also that he knows someone who claims that they have the murder weapon uh that killed Dahmer in prison like they didn't kill Dahmer but what the broom that he used to beat Dahmer with right Jesus Christ okay speak up (laughs) hey guys so for the next like minute or so here this is going to be killer crime sister and husband time um (laughs) so uh yeah I'm actually my parents are from Wisconsin and they are neighbors with uh a guy who 
not sorry, not the murder weapon, but he claims to have. There's no documentation to prove this, but he has the broom that Jeffrey Dahmer was using to sweep uh, the bathroom when one of the inmates went in and killed him. And the way that he died was actually pretty disturbing. So while, while one of the prison guards was distracted, uh, Dahmer was cleaning a bathroom or something with his broom. And then one of the inmates uh, dis, uh, disassembled a broom and, and instead attached one of those uh, gym like deadlift bars to it. And then while the guy, while the guard was distracted, he went in there with this metal bar and then beat the crap out of him. And anyway, so he has the broom that Dahmer was using when that happened. So yikes. That's pretty crazy. That's what you have to look forward to if you live in Wisconsin. Yeah, for real. <laughs> you should like pay, like have money to see that because that'd be pretty cool. I'd go see it. Right. So his first murder was in 1978 and it was Stephen Hicks, who was a hitchhiker. He was straight because Dahmer said in interviews that he was talking about women. Um, so he knew like no sexual advances would work and invited him to his house to drink beers so he just picked him off the road go drink beers apparently he was shirtless so he said his being shirtless aroused him yeah ew okay die not you to be aroused but you because Dahmer that's why yeah you because he murders men yeah um so apparently Stephen wanted to leave Dahmer told him no so he beat him to death with a 10 pound dumbbell oh my god yeah, um, he then gets fired from a bunch of odd jobs, lives with his grandma, or no, goes into the military first. Um, only two men came forward saying they were raped by him. One of them over a 17-month period while they were stationed together. Aww. So Dahmer started drugging and raping people. This was like when it first became like known. Right. And the military still honorably discharged him because they didn't think his behavior was like applicable to civilian life basically is what they said so he was honorably discharged Ew. yeah um in 1982 he's arrested he gets arrested multiple times so 1982 he's arrested for flashing a park full of women and children what yeah. the fuck it's weird like he's gay but right. i guess that's wasn't the thrill of like flashing people i guess we had a flash at Macy's. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? I just almost spit my water everywhere and because other people can't see me. I, yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, AP saw him on the camera with like a big long jacket on and then he like opened it and then he like, <laughs> so out there. Huh? It's so stereotypical. Like the fucking long yeah. jacket. I was like, dude, you know, like get a different MO. Right? Yeah. I don't know if he actually flashed anyone, but they saw him on camera and like, I'm pretty sure they like, yeah, they got him. So, <laughs> Aqua Taco. I feel like in retail, the long jacket can either be a thief or a flasher or a mall shooter. Mm -hmm. Always skeptical of people in long jackets. Dude, always. So Dahmer told an interviewer, police officer, I'm not sure, but he did this is like, um, he told that he trained himself to see people's objects and not bodies like not people and that's how he was able to do all this yeah Ooh. um he was living with his grandma and was like bouncing around a bunch of jobs and he has a membership to this bathhouse so this is when he started getting involved with like the gay nightclub community in i think he was still in ohio um yeah. ohio right wisconsin 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 so 
I don't know, all the Midwestern states just mixed together in my mind. Um, I think it might as well be the same because yeah, exactly. it's pure nothingness out here anyway. <laughs> so he gets these, a membership to like bathhouses and stuff like that. Um, like uh, he gets involved in like nightclubs, gay bars, stuff like that. Right. And drug, so he was drugged and drugging and raping a bunch of men and um, at his bathhouse. So he would take them home and he would like, you know, on the pretense that he was going to have sex with them, but he didn't like, he liked the fantasy of a submissive man and a lot of men, some men weren't like that. And so like, he'd get them. And then, um, at the bathhouse, uh, they had like 12 instances of him, like doing uncomfortable shit and like also him drugging and raping men. Yeah. 12 instances. Didn't they kick him out after the first incident? I don't know, but yeah, like 12 instances of like bad behavior and they revoked his membership. Um, so, and a lot, and for some of the people, so for the people he murdered, he would behead a lot of them and um, strip the skin and like everything from their heads and make it like just a skull and then use the skulls for sexual yeah no and when the police found him he had like heads in his fridge and like skulls yeah and the only reason this is crazy (laughs) they were literally gonna like they he like convinced all of his neighbors that the bad smells coming from his house was like expired meat and the police were gonna leave and then they saw pictures of dismembered bodies in his house in his apartment and they arrested him Here's a pretty crazy story. One of the 14-year-old boys that he murdered. So he did go to, he got like five years probation and one year work release for raping a 13-year-old boy, I believe, or molesting a 13-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit, bef- I think it was a little bit after this, he, a little bit before or after, I'm not exactly sure the timeline. There was a lot of information. Right. Um, he uh oh crap okay so 14 year old boy he would bring a lot of boys home on the pretense of hey can we have a photo shoot I'll pay you like 50 100 if you take some nude photos for me then you can leave and then he would drug and rape and murder them he would also inject a solution into their brain he would drill a hole and Uh, inject a solution into their brain yeah like try to get them into like a submissive state so we didn't have to keep like drugging them but a lot of the times it would just put men into comas and they would die um one guy he did it and the dude woke up and was like yo i have a headache like what happened right and then he drugged him again and decapitated him Uh, so yeah 17 men that they know about so um this 14 year old boy he takes him home and uh whatchamacallit drugs him rapes him while they were taking pictures you know under that story and then I am a little fuzzy on this part but they somehow they're like walking into his apartment or they're trying to get inside the apartment building and he he, like gets out and he's trying to coerce him back in Yes. And so these three women outside the apartment building or outside his apartment, somewhere around there, um, are like, what's going on? And he told these women like, oh, he's my boyfriend. Like he just got really messed up and like all this stuff and tries to get him back inside. And these women call the police and the police basically told them to fuck off and don't get involved. Um, Women of color and Dahmer was a fucking white man and they believed him. 
yeah um because he lived in a very poor side of town mm-hmm. and um so the man uh is also the 14 year old boy is also bleeding out of his rectum mm-hmm. and they noticed that and so the police he could Dahmer convinces the police it's his 19 year old boyfriend and they just got a little too rowdy at a bar and yeah and then instantly after the cops leave, he ended up murdering him that day. Poor baby. I know. And then the cops got fired after Dahmer got charged. Good. Also, you know what I want to know? Hmm. How is it that like hundreds of thousands of people are locked up for stupid shit, like drug offenses for longer than Dahmer was for like sexually assaulting people? you know and then like you know he gets out after a few years but there's still a lot like ha- bullshit systematic racism yeah. <laughs> well anyway i'm mad about it the school to prison pipeline <laughs> um what should we call it so yeah he does all that and then goes to jail gets 15 life sentences and then gets a 16th one and yeah, and then was murdered in 1994 by a cellmate. Good. Sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> it's not good to murder people, but it sucks. Yeah, he was a terrible person. So yeah, I can't even imagine the countless men he raped because he went on a spree before he killed someone again. There was like a nine-year period where he wasn't killing. So he was just raping that whole time. And I can't imagine how many men he raped in the military too. Right. Because and he was stationed in Germany, so there wasn't any active, anything like active fighting over there. So right. just raping his own people. That's terrible. That is terrible. All right. So I did the infamous Albert Fish, a- a.k.a. the Gray Man, the Werewolf of Wisteria, and the Brooklyn Vampire. God. Um, so Albert Fish is tremendously fucked up. Um, so Albert Hamilton Fish was born on May 19th of 1870 in Washington, DC. Sorry, I just burped. Um, <laughs> Randall and Ellen Fish. Um, fun, not fun, pedophilic fact. Uh, Randall Fish was 43 years older than Ellen Fish. So that's oh. good. Uh-uh. yeah um please ignore the noise in the background my husband's filling up his water bottle um was so ellen fish his wife what was ellen fish his wife yeah ellen fish was his wife um albert was for was the youngest of three living siblings um mega bummer for albert he was named after his dead sibling um like they kind of you know, kind of like had him to replace the dead one. I don't know. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, his family was tremendously mentally ill, which I think definitely was inherited by Albert. Yeah. Um, his brother, for example, of the mental illness, his brother was in an asylum. His uncle was diagnosed with mania which is probably, you know, I'm not 100% sure what it is, but it's probably something like schizophrenia or something like that. Bipolar schizophrenia, yeah. Um, and then his mother experienced visual, visual hallucinations. Um, when his, Yeah, right. So he was just kind of screwed from the start, but I definitely don't think what's hap- what comes next helped him at all. 
Um, so his dad died of a heart attack in 1875 and his mom put him into an orphanage, uh, because she couldn't care for him because of her mental illness. And, you know, now that his father was gone, it was kind of rough. Um, in this orphanage, unfortunately, he was severely abused. Um, like not only would the teachers abuse him, but then like other kids would abuse him and really sucked. Um, but apparently Albert didn't find that it sucked because he was really into it. He was into some kinky shit, not here to kink shame, but definitely here to shame Albert Fish. Um, (laughs) So he was really into it. He would often get boners when he was receiving beatings and the kids would make fun of him. So that's Miss Girl. Yeah. Also, please pause for one moment. Um, I need to plug in my laptop or it will die and... Yeah, again, not king shaming, but a little weird. Yes. Yes. Personally, not my vibe. That's probably why I think it's weird. You know, don't think it's weird if you're into that, but God, that's just weird. Yeah. And like, I just, and like public beatings, he was, I don't know. It was, it, it got him horny. He was into it. So four years later in 1879, his mother starts to become stable again and she gets a job and is again able to look after him. Um, But it's kind of too late. He's already pretty fucked up from his experience at the orphanage and it was already affecting him. Um, His sadomasochism continued and led him to sexual self-mutilation Uh, brace yourself (laughs) Um, because his self-mutilation involved embedding needles in his groin and abdomen and flogging himself with a nail studded paddle what the hell did you hear that the ding was that your phone or my phone it was my laptop I was getting a text message Okay, I was like, is that me? I'm sorry, I thought I turned it down. No, and like, I don't know how to like mute just my text messages, so. So I apologize for the background noise, guys. We are on laptops. (laughs) We are a hot mess express. Okay. Um, So he flogs himself with this nail studded paddle and shoves nails, needles into his uh, hoo-ha. Mm-hmm. Oh god. <laughs> um oh. yeah. And not long after coming home from the orphanage, he began a homosexual relationship in 1882 at the age of 12. Um which, you know, in 1882 is a pretty bold um relationship status. Pretty bold time to be gay. Yeah, exactly. Um his relationship was with a telegraph boy that um introduced fish to drinking urine and eating feces so this man was kinky as hell too yeah um fish would also go to bathhouses we got a recurring theme of cannibals here bathhouses do men like bathhouses um why do cannibalistic men like bathhouses facts they get to see what's for dinner i guess yeah, they're just like, God, I just really fuck with gay men in bathhouses. <laughs> I mean, hey, you do you. I bet bathhouses are lovely places. I've just never been to one. Right. 
Um, so he would go to bathhouses to watch boys undress and bathe. Um, cause you oh. know, um, and then by 1890, Fish was in New York where he worked as a male prostitute Oh, when he said he also started raping boys, young boys. So not only is he a cannibal murderer, he's a pedophile. So was Delmer. Yeah. Um, so in 1898, he married a woman, which is like really weird because obviously he was extremely homosexual. He did not like women. Right. Um, and they had six kids together. So apparently they also did it a lot. You know, he wasn't thinking about her though. Right. Um, and actually during this time, he was continuing to molest young children, specifically young boys. Right. So, um, yeah. And then after a visit to a wax museum during like this time and period where he's married, he became fascinated by the bisection of a penis and with castration, um, later can, trying to castrate a love of his, quote unquote, oh. who fled um, when he tried to castrate him. I mean, as you do. Yeah. Um, and then this morbidity caused him to, caused his urges to intensify with visits to brothels where he wanted to be whipped and beaten frequently. Oh God. Yeah. This is just a very kinky man. It is. Yeah. And you know, if you are not murdering and raping people, your kinks are, you know, totally valid up, like go for it. As long as they're consensual. Right. They're consensual. Um, so in 1903, he was arrested for embezzlement, you know, not any of the other fucking crimes he was committing, and sentenced to incarceration in Sing Sing Prison. Random. Yeah. In 1910, while working as a house painter in Delaware, um, he had a sadomasochistic relationship with Thomas Keaton, who might have been intellectually disabled, but again, Albert Fish is also likely mentally disabled and right. um, mental illness. So, uh, but anyway, they had a relatively consensual relationship, but about 10 days into meeting Fish, uh, Fish locked Keaton in an abandoned farmhouse and tortured him for two weeks. Oh my God. Yeah. He cut off Keaton's penis and mutilated him, leaving him with $10 and then just disappearing. He was like, here, $10 for your trouble. Here's $10 for your severed penis. And then just dipped. Terrible. Jesus Christ. Why do we live in such a sick world? Right? So then in January of 1917, his wife left him for the family handyman. Um, after which Fish began hearing voices. And then I also read another article that said he began hearing voices and that's why she left. So right. it's around that time though. Schizophrenia can develop faster in little older ages. Right. And also, like, when you have, like, a traumatic event or something. Exactly. Um, so now on to his attacks, because the previous things I mentioned just weren't enough. Um, Fish claimed that he murdered a child in every state. This has not been confirmed, and that's not what got him arrested. So that's it is... Terrible. Yeah. 
it is speculated that Fish's first attack was against Thomas Bedden in Delaware of 1910. Thomas was just a child. Um, nine years later, in 1919, Fish stabbed a mentally disabled boy in Washington, D.C. Fish's victims were often mentally disabled or Black because he believed they wouldn't be missed. Oh, that's so terrible. What yeah. is with cannibals and liking people of color? Well, I think it goes back to that, like, thinking they that no one is going to care. Yeah, because... Well, and you said, too, that Dahmer went for, you know, sex workers and stuff. So, like, he just thinks, well, no one's looking for a sex worker, which is, like, super fucked up. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And then um, perhaps his most infamous attack was on Grace Bud, which is ends up how he gets arrested. So I would say it's his most infamous on a woman huh on a girl oh a girl still terrible yes um so on may 25th of 1928 fish saw a classified ad in new york world newspaper saying edward bud 18 was seeking employment fish went to the house on the pretense of hiring edward and his plan was actually to kill edward not grace um he introduced himself as frank howard and he was a farmer while there, he met Edward's younger sister, Grace, 10. Uh, Fish claimed he would hire Edward and would send for him in a few days. When he came back and said he'd hire Edward for sure, and um, he convinced Edward and Grace's parents to let Grace go with him to a quote, unquote, birthday party at his sister's house that evening. Uh, we all obviously know where this is going. Grace never comes back. Right. In 1930, Charles Pope was arrested as a suspect in Grace's disappearance. He was an apartment superintendent and accused by his ex-wife. Um, he spent 108 day days in jail from arrest to trial. Um, but in 19 November of 1924, an anonymous letter was sent to Grace's parents, and the letter ended up leading to Fish's capture, and obviously Charles Pope was, you know... Free. So the first part of the letter says he, it's kind of explaining like how fish became the way he is. Um, so it explains how he had a friend who had eaten people in China, which fish had been known as a compulsive liar. So like many experts don't even believe him on this, but um, he said he had a friend who had eaten people in China and told him that it, and told fish that it was great and he should try it. Oh my God. Yeah, so Fish chose to try it. And then um, I'm going to read the second part of the letter. So um, on Sunday, June 3rd, June the 3rd, 1928. Also, I'm reading it exactly how it is on Murderpedia, which is chock full of his errors. So... Um, on June 3rd of 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street, brought you pot, cheese, strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her. On the pretense of taking her to a party, you said yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester. I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs and stripped all of my clothes off. 
I knew if I did not, I would get her blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in a closet until she was in the room. Uh, when she saw me all naked, she began to cry. No fucking shit. And oh, no. I tried to run. That was me editorializing. Okay. And tried to run down the stairs. I grabbed her and she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked. How she did kick, bite, and scratch. I choked her to death then cut her into small pieces so I could take my meat to my home, to my rooms, cook and eat it. Her sweet and tender little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her though. If I could, if I had wished, she died a virgin. That like made me want to puke a little. Yeah. He is literally the most repulsive human on the entire planet. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah. So um, Mrs. Bud was illiterate. So when she received this letter, she was obviously unable to read it, but had her son read it to her. Oh, God. Like, super fucking unfortunate. And then, like I mentioned before, it later came out after Fish's arrest that his intended victim was Grace's brother, not, not Grace. Um, so, yeah. Um. <laughs> And then later, after Fish was arrested, the abduction and murder of Billy Gaffney in 1927 was something that he admitted to. So Billy Gaffney was playing with Billy Beaton on February 11th of 1927. Apparently in the 20s, it was like super fucking popular to name your kid Billy. Billy, yeah. Probably like William, right? Or like Bill? Well, yeah, Bill is short for Will. William, I guess. Oh, seriously, I didn't know that. So I can call your husband Billy? He says fuck. Yeah, I hate that. I hated it. <laughs> Whenever anyone calls him Willie, I think of Free Willy. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> he just looked me dead in the eyes and goes, that's my bedroom <laughs> That's fucking disgusting. You nasty ass. <laughs> so anyway, we're ignoring him. Um, perverted comments. Yeah. So Billy and Billy were playing in their apartment hallway. Both boys disappeared, but Billy Beaton was found on the roof and claimed the boogeyman took Gaffney. Oh. Um, that breaks my fucking heart. So yeah. after Fish's arrest, a trolley operator saw a picture of Fish and identified him as a man who had forced a young crying boy on and off his trolley the day that Billy had gone missing. Um, and Fish confessed to this while he was being held um, in prison. Right. When Gaffney's mother visited Fish in Sing Sing, he graphically described the murder of the child, claiming to have drank his blood, dismembered him, and brought his body home to eat. Christ. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. And he said he like did this all in a dump, which is like the poor sweet baby. Right. That's terrible. Um, he also had a very fucking weird obsession with asses because he talked about eating them in excruciating detail in both, you know, Grace's murder and this Billy Kid's murder. Right. And I'm like, God. Fucking let it go, man. Yeah. 
That's terrible. I really can't take him anywhere. I know, Jesus. Fine, man. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway. So because the letter had been um, so this is going to his capture now. Um, because the letter had been sealed with a specific emblem, the police were able to track down a janitor who had taken the emblem home with him from his place of work. Yeah. And found out what rooming house he was living at, which is, I guess is like a boarding house of some kind. Right. Um, and they confirmed that Fish was there and then waited for him to come home. He was then taken into questioning upon his return, even though he uh, claimed he was going to go willingly and then lunged at the cop as soon as they got outside. So okay so now onto his trial and execution um he was put on trial for the murder of grace bud on march 11th in of 1935 in new york the trial lasted for 10 days and fish pled insanity he claimed he heard voices that told him to do it which honestly given his mental illness past and his um you know family's mental illness passed it's not unlikely that that's true experts had mixed thoughts on this um and about whether or not fish was insane and the jury ended up finding him sane and guilty the judge then sentenced fish to death Mm -hmm. on sentencing fish confessed to yet another murder that of francis mcdonald Uh was playing on his front porch in July of 1924 and Francis's mother saw an old creepy man walking past the home acting strange. The old man returned and watched the children play which is like super fucking creepy and I'd be like okay everybody's getting their ass inside because uh inside um and then Francis was later like he disappeared and was found dead in the woods Mm -hmm. so fish confessed to that um fish was later executed on january 16th of 1935 via the electric chair in sing sing prison in new york he entered the chamber and was pronounced dead three minutes later he was buried in sing sing prison cemetery um he allegedly claimed that being electrocuted would be the thrill of his life and before the switch was flipped said he didn't know why he was there like acting like, oh, I didn't do anything. Why am I here? I'm so confused. What a dick, Roscoe. You hear that? <laughs> um, and then legend has it that fish had numerous needles inserted in his penis, which made the process of electrocution take longer because it was like spreading the voltage out instead of. This? Yeah. He had them inside his penis. Disgusting. Yeah um so yeah that's a fun little tidbit about um that and then (laughs) um alfred fish's known victims are francis mcdonald billy gaffney or mcdonald sorry billy gaffney and grace bud other possible victims include yetta i'm gonna butcher this and i'm so sorry abramowitz I attempted it. Um, Mary O'Connor and Benjamin Collings. Um, Yeah, I got my sources from Murderpedia and allthatsinteresting.com. I got mine from history.com, a little bit from Wikipedia, but I don't like Wikipedia very much just because anyone can edit it. 
And like, actually, the encyclopedia. Oh. Like Britannica. Fun. I know. So yeah, those are my sources. Um, I was gonna say sorry about the late episode again. That was totally my fault. I was supposed to ask Sydney if she wanted to record on Saturday and then post it Sunday, but then I got like super busy and then I worked an eight-hour shift yesterday and that she didn't do. Yeah, and I have a project that I need to do tonight by midnight because that's twenty-four hours. So it's gonna be a good night. (laughs) It's gonna be busy. It's finals and Liberty is scrambling. I am scrambling. I worked like twenty-five hours last week. Ooh, look at you I know and then I work eight hours this week oh no really yeah but it's okay I only work the weekend so I actually don't mind very much yeah that's not bad yay I'm excited okay, well, okay I have to head to practice practice have fun don't get hit by any more cars yeah for real Jesus <laughs> You're old white men men honestly the reason we can't have nice time. okay i love you Was turning up the game as if this world revolves around him okay <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for listening guys bye, bye.